0: This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast.
1: Welcome, everybody. I'm, I'm glad to be back in physical form here. <laughs> it's so wonderful to have you all with us, wherever you are watching from. I know we've got people in Arizona and California and Texas and Washington and all over here in Oregon. And who knows where else in the world, and we're so glad that you're here. Unity is a place where you are welcome exactly as you are. There is nothing you need to do to become eligible to be here. You just are welcome because that the light of the divine expresses in each one of us. So regardless of the color of your skin or the way you identify as a gender or how you express sexually or where in the world you come from or how old you are or the size of your body or any of those things that sometimes are cause for discrimination, that is not true here. Here, you are family and we welcome you. So let's say our mission statement together we are um, welcoming multi-generational prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness so let's move into song with Soul Shine
2: I am on a journey path of understanding I hear I see I know Wherever we go
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Soulshine. I've forgotten about that song, The Path of Understanding. That was perfect for today. So let's turn it over to Celebrations with Claire Kubota.
3: Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. Everyone good? Good. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a thumbs up from the Soulshine team. So glad you guys are all here. And I've got lots of celebrations this morning. So let's get started. Donna Benjamin, who is has been with us the past couple weeks, it's so fun to have you here, Donna. Thank you. And um, she does those cool, cool drums. I love that addition in there. But she and Donna Wolf and Suzanne Landry have been heading up the health and wellness team, and she is just celebrating taking a little pause. They're not going to be doing uh, sessions this uh, March. However, it's because they are fueling their energy and planning some awesome stuff for April. So you guys be sure to um, check out the calendar for that. And we'll be announcing that and that's Sunday evening. So no March health and wellness ministries, but starting back up in April. Let's see. Jim was celebrating this morning. He said, I am celebrating spring. My daffodils are starting. And then I looked out the window and saw snowflakes starting to come down. So Jim Pasmore... You know, don't speak too soon. You're going to ruin it for us. So I don't know that spring is totally here in Bend yet, but it's, it's peeking out and random, uh, random spots. Kristen Hawkins will be visiting the Big Island. I'm super jealous about that. So you enjoy some warm weather and put your, sand, your toes in the sand and the ocean for me. Let's see, Carol Fox is getting her field plowed today in preparation for her cute goats. She's got some more baby goats coming this, this spring. So um, she always welcomes her Unity family to come out and see the new little babies. So their field's getting plowed today so they can have lots of stuff to eat. Marilyn Holler, Hollern, who is now living in the valley, she is getting spring over there. And she has moved into a new house, which is super fun because she said, I have no idea what's going to come up this spring. And she's got all kinds of beautiful flowers already starting to bloom and more surprises to come. So that's always exciting. And Mita, as you have noticed, is not here this morning. We have Oksana, her friend Oksana, stepping in for hers. We're super grateful to have Oksana here. Thank you. But I wanted to celebrate Mita's skill at Keeping up with her, her sign language as well as petting Zeke every time he goes over to see her while she's doing service. So celebrating your, your skills, your amazing skills, Mita. Victor is celebrating the birthday of Towns van Zant. So I don't, I don't know him, but apparently I, I'm sure I know his music. But Victor, Victor loves celebrating. He's got some music heroes that he loves to celebrate their birthdays. Let's see. And family member, Unity family member Kelly McGuire had surgery this past Thursday and is recovering and healing beautifully. So that is great to hear. Let's see. Laurel had a beautiful celebration. Laurel Allen Forrest was celebrating... She's just finally feeling her light for the first time in a long time. And I'm sure that's part of her being part of this family as well as having her fiancé, Kevin, at her side. So she wanted to share that. And yay, Laura, way to go. We, I'm so glad you're connecting with your light and feel, feeling that because that's a, that's a big, big important thing. Um, my girlfriend, Courtney, who watches from Olympia, she is celebrating that her son, Emmett is finishing up with his COVID quarantine. He got a positive quarantine, a positive COVID test. And because I'm sure it's because of all the medicinal healing things that her, his mama dropped off at his door, that he is now finally on the mend and, and feeling better and out of quarantine, I think starting tomorrow. And then I've got one last celebration. I am celebrating eggnog lattes in March. <laughs> I love eggnog, and I actually, at the grocery store right after Christmas, they had all their eggnog on sale for 99 cents, and you know what? I bought it. I bought a whole lot of it, and it's all in a freezer, and I'm slowly thawing it out as I need it so I can continue to have eggnog lattes for a while. (laughs) All right. And then I am celebrating tomorrow. Kevin and I get to go visit my mom and her husband Ed in Lake Tahoe. So I know my mom is watching. So we will see you tomorrow, mom. All right. You guys have a beautiful day. And back to Reverend Jane Hyatt.
1: Thank you, Claire. I was getting very hungry as you talked about eggnog lattes and thought, oh, maybe they're on special, but it's only on special at Kubota's, apparently. So let's let's move into a time of prayer. I'd like to remind you that all you have to do is click the link that's in the chat there um, in order to, or go to our website if you're not watching in a place, there's a chat, and um, fill out a prayer claim form. It's, it's so important that we hold each other in prayer. And... Um, I'll be talking about that next week in a lot more detail. But for now, please, just take the time to let us know how we may hold you in prayer. It's it's so lovely to be able to do that for you. And right now, we just hold all of the people in our hearts, the ones that are dealing with surgery issues and and big healing crises that we know about or are recovering from them the people who are like my granddaughter who are little and still in NICU and and working on getting the strength to be out in the world for them for strength and vitality and for their moms and dads to have courage and patience and faith that those little babies know exactly what they're doing and they have wonderful, supportive nurses. For the people who are without a house at this time, whether they're living outside or they're just looking for their place that will be a safe place, I know there are many people who are in transition. We hold them in our hearts and know that there is a place for each one of us. There are no spare parts in this cosmos. We are all creations of the divine and we come hardwired with everything that we need and as we know that truth for ourselves and we know that truth for one another, we are able to move past circumstances that are troubling and into the field of life and fullness and love. And we claim that now for each one. Whatever the challenges may be, whether it's a broken heart or angst in the family or just the, the pangs of growing up and trying to make your way as an adolescent, whatever it may be, we hold all of us in our hearts right now. And we say all is well and all will be well. For we are now and always the beautiful, holy, expressing And so it is. Let's sing. Together, love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continuously creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we hold in, and circumstances we hold in prayer, healed and illumined by love. And so it is. And let's move into meditation now. Today is the power of understanding. And in the 12 powers, which is something that was articulated by our founder, Charles Fillmore, understanding is associated with the frontal lobe up here. And so let yourself just put your attention right there And imagine a beautiful light flowing into it and from it. Imagine that this part of your mind, that frontal lobe, that center of understanding, is illuminated. Imagine it being flooded with grace. To say to yourself, I understand, I embody the power of understanding. Let yourself imagine that circumstances in your life that you may have told yourself, I just don't understand this, That there is a power that is greater, and it is coming from here with this light, and it is encompassing whatever those circumstances are, whatever those people are that you say, I just don't understand. I understand. I am the power of understanding, I am bigger than circumstances. And as I wrap my circumstances in the power of understanding, I know peace. I radiate peace. People feel safe in my presence. because of the power of my understanding. bring our attention back We are so grateful to spend this time in meditation together and we move now into song
0: didn't have a clue. I stood alone not knowing where to turn. Now suddenly I look around and everything looks new. to just get lost I only heard the things I wanted to hear It always seemed like no one cared But then you took the time And now I look and everything seems clear
1: Wow, I didn't think you could do that even better than the original, but you managed it. (laughs) I loved that. So today we're talking about the power of understanding. And it's really, it's something that's an evolving power. It's, we have access to it fully, always, but our ability to access it, evolves. That's, that's the evolving part. I think about with my grandchildren, my almost three-year-old is very proud that he knows his last name. I'm Colton Farrell, he now says. And my nine-year-old grandson, on the other hand, he's, he's more likely to say, oh, NDC. Because he likes to use his initials and, and he's focusing on where he is sort of in the pecking order. He's, he sees himself as a leader and other kids are following him and he's, he's looking for, well, who, who do I look up to? Where, where do I find my next uh, focus so that I can grow? So it's a very different level of understanding of who he is from what Colton has. And we grow in that. Circumstances change. When our circumstances change, our understanding evolves. So I've talked to my daughter who just has little baby Hazy who's in the hospital. And when Hazy was born, she said, as I'm sure many of you who are mothers or fathers have said, wow, I didn't realize that my world could be so big I I didn't realize that my world could suddenly start revolving around somebody new, like the way that it has. It's like everything got rearranged and she understood her life differently. And I know some of you have had that experience. Maybe it isn't with the birth of a child. Maybe it's something else that's come into your life that has totally rearranged it. We've, we've talked about Kelly, who had surgery this week. And even though that was a very difficult experience, she moved into this place of understanding about how much she was held and loved, not only by this community, but just by the cosmos, by life itself. It, it completely expanded her experience of life. And she understood in a new way. I have a friend who, who told me that she got a new job this week. And, and this is somebody who struggled to find good work. And she's, she told me that she understood finally how she had been hobbling herself with the beliefs that she had she had beliefs that she was poor that she was too old to get a job she's an artist and so she told herself you can't make money as an artist and she had all of these ideas and and that's using the power of understanding it's just using it incorrectly and we do that right we all have beliefs that are not serving us and this power if we, if we focus on it and we focus on the pure light of being that we are and we, we bring it into that area, we begin to illuminate what is true and we begin to let go of beliefs that are not serving us and open ourselves to beliefs that do serve. It's always possible for us. Society changes, too, as you may have noticed. And when society changes, there are new understandings that come into the collective consciousness. So way back in the year between 60 and 80, somewhere in there, the the temple was destroyed in Jerusalem. Now, for the Jewish people of the time, the temple was everything. It was their place that that God lived, and that was what made them sacred people was that they had their temple. And when it was wiped out, and not only was it wiped out, but many of the rabbis were destroyed in the process when it was overrun by the Romans. And that was a terrible, you know, just wrenching experience for them, and they had to examine their identity as a people. Who were they if they did not have a temple? And, and from that emerged the whole system of synagogues. And from the synagogues later emerged the whole idea that people could be followers of Jesus, followers of the way that began in the synagogues, but not be Jewish, not have to do things like circumcision and the dietary practices that were part of it, that it was a whole new way. So this was a change in consciousness a change in understanding that began with an event that was very difficult. Another event that happened was that um, the printing press was invented in the 1400s, and it was less than a hundred years later that Martin Luther was banging his 95 theses on the door, and and Protestantism was beginning. And two weeks after. He banged that thesis on the board. 5,000 copies of the Bible in German had been sold. So there was an opening to understanding the Bible in your own language. There was an opening to understanding that regular people, or at least people who could afford to buy a book, but it grew, that you didn't have to be a rabbi or a priest in order to read the Bible. It was a huge shift in understanding that each individual has access to knowledge of the sacred, that each individual has the power of understanding and can interpret what they read for themselves. It was huge. Many of the people who are in this community lived through the Vietnam War, and at that time, there were many people, especially the younger generation, who were protesting that war. We didn't feel like that was a just war. We didn't feel like we belonged in that war. And, and what was happening at that time in society, fueled by that younger generation, was that we were questioning authority. That was a new understanding, that instead of just doing what you were told, that you had the ability to question authority. So we were questioning the government, we were questioning the church, we were questioning the education system. And things changed in massive ways during that time period. And behind all this is the power of understanding. It's a new consciousness. Today, we are dealing with a huge shift in society. We have a pandemic that we 're still dealing with. We have a crisis in the climate and and loss of species and all the all the weather that 's happening. We have politically divided as a nation. We have um, a new awareness of what is happening to people of color and the discrimination that is there for them. And we have to ask ourselves, what understanding will come of that? There are some understandings that have already, I've started reading this book called Caste, I don't know if you've read it, but I highly recommend. And it's talking about how with people of color, it isn't just the color of their skin. That's not the issue. That's just the easy identifier. But it's really about caste, that we have a society here in the United States that is founded on caste, and that we have to look at that and change that. So it's, it's a widening understanding of what the issue is and how discrimination can continue to occur in the way that it does. So when we have big changes in society, it opens the door to changes in consciousness. And so we need not be afraid of the changes that happen because we have this power of understanding. On a more personal level, when things happen in our lives we can look at what lies beneath it. So the power of understanding helps us to listen to ourselves more deeply. There was a man that I was working with in hypnotherapy who, he works with refugees, and it's, it's a very difficult job. There's a lot of injustice that he sees, and he just, he carries a lot of anger, and despair, and angst, and and so we were working with that, and he was aware of this knot in his stomach, and I invited him to just pay attention to it, and this is something I recommend, I so highly recommend this to all of you, when there's something going on, and you notice your body having a response, Listen, put your attention on your body. Open the power of understanding to see what is there. And what he found was the more he focused on it, it was just this tight. It wasn't just anger, it was hatred. And he, he pictured this hatred as this horned beast. And he, he wasn't happy to find that. But I just said, let's just stay with it. Let's welcome Welcome this beast. Just see what what is there? And it was the most amazing thing because as we welcomed this beast who initially said he had nothing to say except hate, underneath that was such sadness. He had so much sadness for because he was walking in what this man who has a Buddhist practice calls the hell realms. He was walking beside these people who are suffering in such incredible ways and he didn't know what to do with that and he had it layered over with anger and hatred and nobody had ever taken the time to understand what those feelings were about and so when he got in touch with the sadness he went even deeper he realized that he was the keeper of the suffering. That was, that was the term that he used for this part of him that was so sad and over that so angry. And then he had judgment about himself. He, he aspires to be what is called in Buddhism a bodhisattva, that is someone who comes back to walk in the hell realms and to be a presence of light. But he said, a seasoned bodhisattva doesn't take on the suffering. And he realized he was taking on the suffering and that that wasn't the thing to do. And so I said, well, maybe you can invite the seasoned bodhisattvas to be here with you, and he could imagine that. And as he imagined the presence of their light, suddenly he had a new understanding. He realized that he was not there to take on suffering and get all in a knot himself. He was there to walk with people, to hold their hand, to radiate light, And we went even further. I said, what if you don't have to aspire to be a bodhisattva? What if you are born a bodhisattva? What if you're just evolving in your understanding of who you are? But you're already that. And it's the most natural thing for you to just radiate light and be present with those who are suffering. And he he really got that. He could understand that. And it changed how he experienced it. And, And we went even deeper. And we imagined that the great mother was just holding him and cradling him as that baby bodhisattva. And that he was filling with so much light that he was perfection already. And there wasn't anything else that he needed to become. Can you imagine that for yourself? Can you imagine that you are already perfection? That you don't have to become something? Just hold that thought for a minute. Let yourself understand from a higher level. i also like to share with you some steps that I've articulated with clients for how you raise your consciousness and you get to a higher level of understanding. So in the beginning, something happens. So let's say in your childhood, you were abused in some way. And that's, you know, there are many forms of abuse and many of us had one of them. So let's just say that. Your understanding will take the form of memory. And so you will remember that something happened, like I was beaten. And then you will put a spin on that. You will have an understanding, an interpretation of what that means. And in the beginning, it's not usually in your favor. So you may think to yourself, I was beaten because I was bad, maybe Whoever beat you told you you were bad, and you took that in and you began to understand yourself as bad. Now, that's not truth, but that's exercising your power of understanding in a way that does not serve you. But you get to evolve from that. So, as you evolve, at some point, you begin to question, you challenge that belief. And you say, is that true? Is it true that I'm bad? What if it's not? Maybe I'm not bad. And you begin to realize you have a new understanding. And you realize that your parent or whoever it was that abused you, they had issues of their own. That this was about them. It wasn't about you. You were on the the receiving end of what happened. You were on the receiving end of their issues but it wasn't because you were bad. And then you bring in a higher power, the power of love. You bring in the power of imagination and they shift your understanding because these powers all work together. So you begin to love the child who lives in your memory. You begin to imagine that You could step in, you, the wise one that you are today, and you could intercept for that child. You could imagine taking the child out of that situation. You could imagine standing in front of the child and stopping the abuser. Your imagination is that powerful Right now, whatever story you are telling yourself, it's a story that lives in your memory that is fueled by an interpretation. Change the story because the story that you're telling yourself is not serving you. And if you can understand that it is possible to have a better story, you can change your experience. Like my friend who talked about how she was shocked that she got the job because. Her understanding was based on stories that she had been telling herself that were based on experiences of abuse. But now she realizes, she understands, she has to change those stories. And this is a way that you do it. You do it through your heart, sending huge love to this young self and using your power of imagination to create a different story. And then you move up to an even higher level of understanding, and that is making new meaning. So there are different, here are some different ideas. Try applying them in your own situation. One idea is that we are intentional souls, that we come here with an intention. So, for example, we come in with the intention of learning forgiveness, really embodying forgiveness, which is a noble idea for a soul, right? But you cannot embody forgiveness unless you have something to forgive. And so if you realize that, if you realize and understand that you may have come in here on this planet in order to radiate the power of forgiveness and that this experience that you had was serving your soul, then you understand it differently. Now you can forgive because you see, oh, this was serving me. And perhaps the abuser is a sacred friend who, who was willing to serve in that way so that you could have the experience that your soul required, not your personality. No personality is asking for this stuff we go through. But your soul is intentional. Another way of thinking about this is to say we are a collective soul. So think about it as a rock band. If a rock star is out and is performing, you see the star. But the rock star has a whole road crew that's with them, right? Right? And everyone on that road crew is important. So we, in our performance, we are the rock star. We are the star of the show, our show. But we have all of these other characters. And what if they are all part of one soul? So I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing, but all of the other parts of my soul are also having a role, and some of them are incarnate and might be part of the play, and some of them are disincarnate and are supporting from the wings, doing things that not everybody sees but are very important. If we think about ourselves not as a singular entity but as a collective soul— That changes how we understand. And it makes it easier to accept the things that happen. Another level is to say we are a planetary soul. And so instead of looking at, oh, there's these folks over here and these folks over here and they're different and one is bad or, you know, we have enemies and nations and they're all divided and, and look what's being done to the wolves and isn't that terrible? And these, this species is, is um, disappearing and, and we just see it all in pieces and conflicted pieces. What if instead we say we are a planetary soul and we are evolving together and each one, just like our body, all pieces of our body are important. All the pieces of this planet are important and somehow collectively we are evolving as a planet. What does that do to your understanding? And finally, what if our planet is part of a cosmic evolution? What if our whole cosmos is evolving to the place where we know ourselves simultaneously as both creator and creation? What if the way that we behave right now is just a process in the evolution, just like when a baby is in the womb, There are places where they have not yet developed. And when a child like my granddaughter is born early, she can't go home yet because she hasn't fully developed. But that doesn't mean something is wrong with her. It just means she is still developing. And when she comes home, she won't stop. She'll continue to develop. She will grow in body. She will grow in understanding. She will grow in her ability to love. So, when we know that this is true, when we know the power of understanding, we create more peace in the world because we realize that, oh, it's okay. It's okay to evolve. And no matter what comes in front of us, we know I have the power. I have the power to understand this from a higher perspective. I don't need to be in a state of stress. So I encourage you this week to think about your life, your personal life, the things that you're dealing with, our collective life, and look at it from a point of understanding. Picture that light flowing into that part of your body. And see what new understanding may come to you. And let yourself feel the peace and radiate the peace that comes from that understanding. Namaste.
4: spirit divine
2: love of my life i am crying i am not dying i am dancing dancing along in the madness There is no sadness, only a song of the soul, and we'll sing this song. Why don't you sing along? And we can sing.
1: All are on fire today. That is beautiful. So we have a few announcements today. I'm so excited. We are starting up spirit groups, and we have sign-ups available on our website. Just go to the unitycentraloregon.org, and then... Um, Click on spirit groups, and you'll see all of them listed there. We have a couple of new ones that I didn't talk about last week that I want to highlight for you. One of them, Jenny Davis is offering, navigating the pandemic while living alone. So for those of you who are living alone, you're probably thinking, ha, finally, it's going to be a wonderful group. She's an amazing facilitator. Um, So it's going to be a chance to get to know one another, to share um, what you're, what your experience has been like during this time and maybe strategies that are helping share hobbies with each other. Just have some fun. And even if you have a housemate, but it's not somebody that you feel particularly connected to, you could still be part of this group. So that's one. And then another new one is Nourishing Wisdom that Suzanne Lamagi is going to do. And this, this is a book. Um, there's no book for Jenny's group, but this, this one is a book and it explores the deep spiritual hunger that people have and, and that there's no clear dividing line between mind and body and uh, feelings and foods. And for a lot of us, food is really a confusing issue, right? You know, what should I eat? What should I not eat? And I eat what I don't think I should eat, but I still eat it, you know, all of that stuff. So this is not a diet book, but it's an important, maybe the most important book you would read about food. And it's going to explore um, practical ways for bypassing habits and, and changing beliefs. So a wonderful one. I'm... Also, I'm offering one on the five principles, which is something that we've done before, the five principles that are universal, really spiritual principles and foundation for unity. So if if you're interested in that, I have one spot left. Um, You can let me know about that. Also, I'm going to be doing a new member class on Wednesday, this Wednesday at 11 o'clock And that's something where you go to our website and the member page, you just read all that information that's on there, or a lot of it is in podcast form, so you can listen if you prefer that. But um, you do that first, and then we get together in just a short class, and it's just an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how many people we have. So um, just let me know, and I'll send you the Zoom link if you're interested in being a member or just even exploring it at this time. And if you are a member and you haven't yet renewed your membership, please do that. Um, you can do that right online, so it's easy. And after this um, service, we have the Zoom room lobby, so please hop on if you're not already on and, and just chat with each other about how, what did you think of the service, what ideas are s- stirring and alive in you, and... Um, So that's everything. And I hope that you will make a donation. So when you think about this community and all that we offer and what it has meant to you during this pandemic, even though you could not come here to know that we were still here, that we just didn't fold up and say, oh, well, what has that meant to you? I invite you to contribute to that. Keep us going. Keep us alive. When we had our, our um, meeting, our annual meeting, Dan Pebbles and Charlotte Oaks put out a, a challenge they're offering to match $10,000 of donation to the building fund, which is separate than what we need for operations. But so far we have $3,500 that has been donated for that. So thank you for that generosity and Please keep it coming because we have such great dreams. And speaking of those dreams, I just want to reassure you if you came away from the annual meeting thinking, whoa, that's too big or, you know, this or that. So much of it is not written in stone yet. It's like even the diagram is a schematic and it's meant to have conversation around it and change. And we don't have the place, the land yet. So... Everybody knows that with architecture it changes when you have the land but what we needed was something that we could have as a feasibility study to look at it and see is this possible? Can we really make this happen? So a lot of what was presented in the annual meeting think about this as prepping us for a feasibility study giving you something that we could present that would make some kind of sense about how are we taking everything that we've heard from you over the years and putting it together into a dream. So these are the kinds of things we're up to and when you make your donations you're donating to that and all the people that will benefit as we continue to grow. So let's just sing together. So. toward us and we say together from the love of pure spirit within us we bless these gifts we send them forth to heal bless and prosper they are evidence of our faith and belief they do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly and so it is and let's just finish out with the prayer of protection Please say it with me. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God wherever I am God is because I am
4: the light of God surrounds me I am the light
2: of God the love of God enfolds me I am the love of God the power of God Protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is. Oh, yeah. Wherever I am, God is. Wherever I am, God is. Because I am.